Today, the word that carries us through this week is remembrance. And there's a lot to remember when you hear it. Again, we read the cycle A because we have people here in the RCIA, so we stay with this cycle throughout this whole season. And the story of Lazarus is, of course, one of my favorite stories. But it talks about death and life, and that's very clear. But all three of the readings today, if we spend time with them, are talking about death and life, but they're not talking about physical death. They're talking about spiritual death. You know, they're talking about sin. And, of course, the gospel has to do with physical death and spiritual death. But the reality is if we begin with the, gospel, the, the letter from the Romans, and this is Romans chapter 8, verse 8 and following. Romans chapter 8 and two Bibles, it's page 1218. <laughs> and here he begins, Paul says, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You know, and then he goes on, but you're not in the flesh, which we'll talk about in a bit. If God dwells within you, whoever does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is alive because of righteousness. And then it goes down to verse 12, which we're going to go, go, let's go down to there. Consequently, brothers, we are not debtors to the flesh to live according to the flesh. But for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Now see, this is something that happens, that we should be happening throughout the Lenten process. You know, that every year we come together, it should be a daily thing, of course, we just focus more intensely on it, to put to death what's in the body. But what I want to submit to you is that what we got to remember is that it's already happened. You know, it's a done deal. Remember, when we talk about uh, Galatians chapter 2.19, what does it say? I have been crucified with Christ. It's already happened. It's done. I have been crucified with Christ. So the life I live now, it's not my own, huh? And so what i got to remember is that I'm already dead. Physically, the body, the sin has no power over me. It's a done deal. Now, in my life, I'm still struggling with really accepting that reality. But what i got to do is remember that. I have already been crucified. It's done. You know, and again, when we sit there and you're struggling with uh, in uh, Romans, you know, and Paul is saying, oh, what a state I am in. He is not talking about the Christian. He is talking about someone, and, you know, if you go through the whole theology of it, who has not yet come to Christ. He says, who's going to save me from this? And he says, thanks be to Christ. Jesus Christ will do it. And so, too, it isn't my struggle, oh, am I ever going to get rid of this flesh? It's already got rid of. It's already dead. You know, and that is the first thing we've got to remember, is that it's already dead. The second thing we've got to remember today is from the gospel. The one you love is sick or the one you love is dead, or the one you love would never have died if you would have been here, it all comes down to a Jesus and Lazarus that is the one who loved him. And Jesus, just like he did with Lazarus, weeps over us in our struggle. If we could just sit there and really reflect on the reality that the one Jesus loves 
is you and me. The one Jesus loves is you and me. But we're not alone in our struggle against sin. Sometimes in my struggle with sin, and I struggle every day, and you know, and again every day I come and I says, Lord, I'm dead, remember, remember? <laughs> That's what it is. Why do I still do these things? Why do I still get crazy? Why do I still, why, Lord? And, uh, and then it so, helps so much, and it's so freeing when he sits there and says, you're not alone in the midst of this. You know, sometimes we think we're struggling by ourselves with sin. We need to invite Jesus into the center of our sin. You know, in the gospel today, what happens? There's two things that happen in John's gospel. In the beginning of John's gospel, Jesus asks people, and someone goes up to Jesus and says, Lord, where do you live? And Jesus says to them, come and see. Come and experience life. Now, when Jesus is confronted with the death of somebody he loves, the people go up to him, and Jesus now asks them, where have you put him? And they respond, come and see. Jesus, come in to what it is to be a human being. Come in and experience death. Come in and experience my death, Lord. And so that's what we got to do. We have to know that he loves us, and we got to invite him into our struggle. It's not alone. You know, again, sometimes when we take our sin, we put sin outside of us and, you know, never let God into there. We have to invite Jesus into the center of our sin, into the center of our struggle. Lord, come and see what it is to be me. Don't let me alone in this struggle. And so when he sees me in my sin, Jesus begins to weep. Why? See how much he loves us. So we need to invite Christ into our struggle. Invite Christ into our death, if you will. And allow him to weep with us when we're weeping over our own sinfulness. And allow him to just as he sat there. It's the dead deal. It's already happened. He loves us. And now what he wants to do to us is what he did to Lazarus and what Paul was talking about and what we're learning, we heard in the first reading. He calls us by name and he says, come forth. Come forth. Get out of that. I've already let you go. The devil is the father of lies. He tells us we are addicted. The devil tells us we are a slave. The devil tells us you'll never get over this. And Jesus says, and the devil said Lazarus was dead. Right. Untie him. He calls us by name. Come here. Come forth. Come to me now. And then he says to everybody else, untie him and let him go free. We talked about this a little bit last year, but I just want to go for the, it's not one of my fourth points, but good for a second. That what we're doing is when Jesus says to them, untie him and let him go free, notice Lazarus couldn't do that by himself. He needed others to help him to be set free. So must we. We need others to help untie us to let us go free. So we need to sit there. We need to share with others. We need mentors in our life. We need people in our life that we can share with our struggles so they can help us. So with Jesus, knowing that we're loved, knowing that Jesus came to set us free, that he sets us free through other people. But that's the thing. So today, as we come before our Lord and our God, Jesus Christ, 
We've got to be people of great joy in lots of ways, even though we're in the middle of Lent. Even though next week begins Hell Week for me, I always say, Holy Week, I'm sorry. What happens is that when we go into that reality, and it's like every day, every day, and we're focusing on all the stuff, and then I don't have any time at all, the reality is that I've already died with Christ. I've already been crucified. I am loved, and I need to invite the one who loves me into the midst of my death. I need that. I need to know and listen to him call my name. And when he calls my name, he brings me out of my slavery. And he doesn't do it by himself only. He does it in the midst of the community. And I need others to help me to be set free. You got it? Got it. You get it? Get it. Good. May Chivinoa's love today and forever. Amen.